This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. The Quadra Island Action Network, Quadra ICANN, was given charitable status on January 20th. According to Jude McCormick, who spearheaded the group's 20-month-long application process, we became a nonprofit in May 25th of uh, 2020. After that happened, the steering committee had always wanted to be a charitable society because a lot of the grants required some type of financial umbrella. As a nonprofit, you would have to rely on another charitable society to manage the money and give tax receipts and things like that. Leona Skovgart, chair of Quadra ICANN's steering committee, added, Jude was the one who maintained the optimism throughout this process and took the time to really understand the process. The other steering committee members supported her in a way, but we we never got too much further into the details that, oh, Jude, that sounds great. Yes, thank you. Yes, Jude, that sounds great. Jude read all the rules and regulations and really familiarized herself with the whole process. So we wouldn't be sitting in charitable status today if Jude hadn't done all of that homework. Personally, income tax forms make me completely dizzy. I was no help to her whatsoever in this process. She is the detail person and she took us through this. As listeners will discover later in the story, McCormick disagrees with Skovgard's dismissal of her own contribution. But let's go back to the beginning. So I decided to go for it. And in July, we started working on the nonprofit status. The first step was to have a purpose that was acceptable to the CRA. And the CRA's language is not plain English. The same words mean different things to them. So we had to try and figure out what we were doing and how it would fit into their umbrella. And we kind of fit under the environmental uh, protection and things like that. And all of our projects had some kind of educational thing, but we really weren't what they consider an educational institution type thing. We divided our projects up in under those two categories. Basically, I was told by all the advisors that you just put down everything that you have done, you're planning to do, or even dream of doing. And that will help them decide whether or not your projects fit into the categories you picked and all that kind of stuff. So we did. We put down everything we could think of, basically, and divided them up into the environmental and the educational. They asked how much money you you have and how much you've spent. And basically, we ended up with about $8,000 that we had and $800,000 that we were spending. So they weren't real happy with that, but that didn't come into the the equation. But I just thought that was kind of an interesting uh, juxtaposition there. The question that they sent back was, how are you going to pay for this? (laughs) We didn't have an answer for that. Lots of conversations with people at CRA. And the people in the charitable part don't have the same attitude or issues that the people that work in the tax part have. A lot of them actually moved to the charitable part so that they could actually talk to people and build a relationship and have uh, 
the information and feel like they're helping someone rather than chastising people for not paying your taxes type of thing. So the people that I talked to were really helpful. The problem was they're three hours ahead of us. So in order to get someone before they were too busy, they had to be up like five o'clock in the morning and talk to them. But a lot of times you would get referred to the specialist who leave earlier than the other people. So if I had a really hard question, I had to be sure to be there early enough and get the answers that I needed. So there was a lot of putting together information to answer their questions. Most of it was online and you could save things. So that was okay. It was a little hard to figure out sometimes, but whatever you put in was saved. So there wasn't a fear of losing it or anything like that. It was just building on it all the time. Then I would send out the information to the rest of the steering committee so that they knew what was being submitted and they could make changes if they wanted to, and I could just go in and change it. So there wasn't a problem with that. There were some documents that we had to get from our society's page where we had sent in the formal registration and stuff for the society. They wanted each project to be supported by what we had told the community or how we had let people know about it. So there was things in the, the, the DI and the bird's eye and anything that we could come up with that we publicized or told people about what was going on. And the meeting minutes, especially the ones between the steering committee and the team leads where we would meet and talk about the projects. So that was helpful in outlining what our projects were about. So we got that all together. I was really hesitant to press that one last button where you like, upload everything because when you hit that button, you didn't have things saved after that. It was, you send it all in all at the same time or else you don't. So it took me four hours to upload everything from the society's page site and then all the documents that I had had to, you know, put in a place where I could upload to them for the, the articles and the papers and the minutes. So that was all, all done. And then we had to wait a few months before we got the response. In April of 2021, we got a letter saying they didn't get hardly any of our application that we needed to submit everything again. When we received the first letter saying, basically, you didn't make it, the steering committee sort of, oh, yeah, I, I guess that's it. And we wandered around for a little while looking to other organizations on Quadra that we would partner with and thought, well, maybe we don't need charity status. For the solar project on the school, we partnered with the Quadra Island Foundation and the school. And it worked. It was cumbersome, but it worked because we didn't have charity status. The donations didn't fly in until we told people that we could give them a tax receipt. And then the donations did fly in either to the Quadra Island Foundation or to the school district. People, and the money was very quickly raised. So the steering committee was saying, well, maybe we just continue to work that way. And Jude said, read this letter carefully. 
it doesn't say you're out of the loop forever and ever. It says, if you do A, B, and C, we'll look at this organization again. So I can really has Jude to thank personally for the whole thing. So I did the essential documents that very day and then put together everything else and sent it in within the next week or two. The, the specialist said, don't send it by the uploader. He said that has failed several times. So it was not unusual that we didn't get everything through. He said to fax it to him. So then I had to print everything out so that I could fax it to him. I sent the important documents first, and then over the next couple of days, I sent the rest of the articles and the minutes. So we talked several times about things going on, and he kept me updated on what was going on and said, send anything else. And there was a change of steering committee members, so I sent that in. And then he finally said, stop sending me stuff. <laughs> so we had enough. Then he said, it's going to be a while before we get the actual assessor. Then in September, we got a note that said we had 60 days to redo our projects because they didn't have enough information, which was kind of expected because uh, originally they said, throw in everything you got, the kitchen sink and the stuff you threw out when you redid the bathroom and everything. So we had to whittle things down and send in very detailed information about each project that we had already done so that they would know what we were doing. So all the projects were in by the deadline. I kind of knew the government speak. So I wasn't quite as put off by their seemingly very negative approach to the application, but we had 60 days and 30 days into it, it was just like, okay, you're either going to do it or not, because 30 days is not a lot of time for all the teams to do all that they had to do. But Leona let off the list because she was the one who called them. I made out the template, but Leona got it out to everybody and said, do this. <laughs> we need to do this. So it was definitely a joint effort of getting things done. They got it in two days ahead of the, the deadline. On December 3rd, 2021, we got a letter saying that you guys did a great job. You're in as far as your projects. Now you have to redo your constitution. The original constitution we did took a long time to put together. So I was a little concerned, but we had 90 days. But everybody was on board. They knew what they had to do. They gave us kind of a framework. So we sent out the framework to all the teams and said, hey, you know, these are the projects that are really good. Do them. Send them in. And we'll crunch them and we'll send them in. So that's what we did. The CRA told us that if we use this wording precisely, we were probably good to go and would get approval as a charity. If we deviated from this wording, then we wouldn't be exactly back at square one, but there would be some negotiations and we might or might not be successful. So from the 14 projects that we submitted, they ascertained that this is what ICANN is all about and that our purpose should be stated thus. To advance education by providing training and workshops on subjects relating to the preservation of the environment 
such as tool repair, solar water heating, alternative energy systems, food security, gardening, and food harvesting methods. And to protect the environment for the benefit of the public by providing programs such as ride-sharing programs, virtual free stores, the establishment of a public garbage disposal recycling center, and the provision of water storage tanks for interested community members in order to reduce fossil fuel use, to reduce material waste, and in to increase water sustainability. And thirdly, to carry out activities ancillary and incidental to the furtherance of the above charitable purposes. So when we met as a uh, general meeting, when we called in the membership, we had to go through what we had stated as a purpose, which was a lot less detailed than that. Uh, and we had to decide if all our activities actually fit under these two main categories as the CRA had decided. So it wasn't wording that we would have used. It wasn't wording that we had used, but we came to the conclusion that yes, indeed, everything that we wanted to do as Quadra Island Climate Action Network could fit under these purposes. Then we had to send it into societies, get it approved for our new constitution, pay the fee, and then send the documents to Alex. So we did all that. And what was it, about a week and a half? And we got a letter saying, yep, you did it. So after all that, was, yay, <laughs> it was done. So now we're a charitable society. And now the work begins as far as getting things together so that we can do all the reports and things we need to do. You've been listening to Leona Scofgard and Jude McCormick described the process Quadra ICANN had to go through to obtain charitable status. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.